Kamala Harris's great-great-great-grandfather was a slave owner, and leftist heads are exploding. Mr. Reagan. Hey guys, I am up here in Oregon camping with my family. I say camping, but we're in cabins. It's very comfortable. <laughs> uh, before I get to the topic of this video, I do want to give an initial reaction to Joe Biden's vice presidential pick, Kamala Harris. I don't think I could be happier with, with this turn of events. I mean, this I was laughing all yesterday, all today, at just everything that was going on. I mean, I feel like Joe Biden gave a present, like gave a gift to Donald Trump in choosing Kamala Harris. But at the end of the day, Joe Biden kind of screwed himself because... I mean, this is what happens when you hire employees for race and gender as opposed to merit. And that's why I invested so much in unwoke.hr, which you should go sign up for if you are hiring people or if you are looking for a job currently. But I digress. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, these would have been much better choices for Joe Biden because then Joe Biden could have stepped into a more moderate role while still placating the radical left by saying, look, I'm on your side. I've got Elizabeth Warner. I've got, I've got uh, Bernie Sanders. You know, I care. I care about you crazy Antifa types. Look, I care about you Bernie bros. But he didn't do that. He painted himself into a corner by saying he was going to pick a woman. And then because the left is the left, they're all identity politics lunatics. They thought, ooh, this is a great opportunity. Joe Biden could bring in a woman, right? The first woman vice president. He could also bring in a black woman, a woman of color. Which, by the way, Kamala Harris is not black. She's like a quarter black. And she's like half Indian. And she's like part white. I, I don't know all the things that she is. But she's definitely, I mean, I think she was sworn into the Senate as like the first Indian American senator or the first Indian American woman or something. So she just basically picks and chooses whatever race is convenient for her, you know, whatever gives her the most gravitas as an ethnic minority. And that's another thing I wanted to say, actually, about Kamala Harris, and I'll get into this more in my next video, but a lot of people are saying that Kamala Harris is a radical leftist, and then a lot of people on the left are saying, no, Kamala Harris is a, is a moderate. But, but actually, Kamala Harris is neither. She's not a radical leftist. She's not a moderate. Because both of those things require some degree of principles. You have to have principles to be a moderate. You have to have principles to be a radical leftist. Kamala Harris has no political principles. She has no political ethics. Kamala Harris just espouses whatever political idea happens to be most expedient at the time in order to accumulate the most votes, right? Or to get, to get her into a place where she's most popular. Whichever way the wind blows, Kamala Harris is there. Whatever, whatever she thinks is going to get her to be popular or most, the most votes. All right, so, so Joe Biden picks Kamala Harris because she is a woman of color. Total mistake. Total mistake. But then they have this Skype phone call where he supposedly breaks the news to her that she's going to be his vice president. But it is so phony. It's clearly like a staged 
Skype call. I mean, they may even have done this several times until they got the right take that they thought was the best so they could produce a campaign ad out of it. Let's watch how phony, this is ridiculous. Let's watch. Hi, 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 sorry to keep you. That's all right. You ready to go to work? I'm so ready to go to work. First of all, is the answer yes? The answer is absolutely <laughs> yes, Joe, and I am ready to work. I am ready to do this with you, for you. I, I just, I'm just deeply honored, and I'm very excited. Uh, I mean, it's so cringy. I mean, I'm so glad the word cringy has become part of the common vernacular because it epitomizes much of what the left does these days. And did you guys watch her first speech or listen to it? I am so excited to break down all of the lies that she told in that first speech because it was ridiculous. It's one of those things where it's difficult to respond to the accusations or to the lies that are being told because there are just so many. It's like, where do you begin? But I will begin and I will end and I will have all the lies in between and I'll count them up for you so that you know. Anyway, the speech was total and utter trash, total nonsense. Uh, but that's going to be in my next video. Right now, I want to talk about Kamala Harris's slave owner ancestry. And this is, this is fantastic because I posted something on Twitter that completely blew up and caused leftist minds to explode all over the country and really throughout the world. I'm quite proud of it. Okay, so a couple days ago, I posted this on Twitter. I wrote, Kamala Harris's great-great-great-grandfather was Hamilton Brown, a prominent slave plantation owner in Jamaica. Just saying. Now, I didn't I didn't post anything about what I thought that meant, but we all know what the leftist thinks of the descendants of slave owners, right? So a lot of leftists responded with this question, which I thought was fantastic, right? They, a lot of people wrote, well, what does that have to do with Kamala Harris in 2020? Which was perfect because this beautifully set me up to illustrate my point very clearly. A point that conservatives understood without any explanation, but leftists obviously had to be explained to. I said, exactly. And that's what you should say whenever white people are condemned for the sins of their ancestors. The funny thing is, this wasn't just like one person responding. Tons of leftists responded with this question. What does that have to do with Kamala Harris? Oh, are we supposed to blame her for, you know, her great-great-great-grandfather, that doesn't make any sense, right? It was amazing to see all of these leftists basically argue what conservatives have been arguing for decades. Conservatives were just coming in and owning leftists in droves. It was a beautiful thing to see. Sadly, most of those tweets have been deleted. And the reason they've been de deleted is because they all stumbled upon a new talking point about which they all coalesced. It was a sort of a supposition, actually, because they don't know this for sure, but they, they suppose that the reason Kamala Harris has slave owner has a slave owner ancestor is that her, her slave great-great-great-grandmother was probably raped by her slave owner great-great-great-grandfather. Uh, obviously, they wanted to say that to suggest that, well, Cam Kamala Harris, you know, is an exception to this, you know, descendant of a slave owner rule because she is, you know, the byproduct of, of a slave owner raping a, a slave, 
but to me that doesn't make a huge amount of a difference because it's still her great 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 grandfather right she's still she's still the blood relative of that person and not only that but they're making the point that her evil ancestor was even more evil he was not only a slave owner he was a rapist as well so maybe Kamala Harris should get doubly canceled don't ever make a statue to Kamala Harris or Antifa might just tear that sucker down but obviously they're missing the point right uh, I mean to, to give the leftist credit but I mean this is really the problem with blaming people based on their ancestry it's very messy right and they, they like all miss that point. They either miss the point because they're not, you know, they're not really thinking about that. They're not really thinking about it clearly. Or they miss the point intentionally. They don't really want to consider um, their hypocrisy, right? They, they don't understand that it is utterly absurd to blame white people for the sins of other white people hundreds of years ago. They don't get that. And even now, when I've illustrated it to them so clearly... They still just want to make excuses for Kamala Harris specifically, or, you know, the ancestors of slave, you know, slave owners, if they're black, you know, they assume that it was the product of some kind of a rape, and therefore this, this somehow absolves the, the, you know, the, the black descendants of these slave owners from any kind of culpability, which, I mean, they shouldn't be culpable anyway. I mean, nobody should be culpable for the sins of their ancestors. It's silly. No, but the ugly truth about all this is that most white Americans, including myself, have no slave owner ancestry whatsoever. And almost all black Americans do. So the question then becomes, who owes reparations to whom? And a lot of people in the Twitter feed, a lot of people responded by saying, you know, nobody's blaming white people for, for the, the sins of their ancestors. And I just thought, what country do these people live in? And I asked them, have you not heard about reparations? And they said, well, that's, we're not blaming white people for the sins of their ancestors. We just think, you know, the government should pay black people a certain amount of money, <laughs> specifically. And I, I just thought, okay, look, if you, you can go on the internet anywhere and you can look up reparations, uh, you know, white people owe reparations, whatever. And you can see tons of articles. And th there was one early proponent of reparations who didn't even ask for reparations from the government. He specifically asked for reparations from white churches. He thought white churches should pay the reparations, which is pretty hilarious. But yeah, no, 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 this has always been about white people paying black people for the sins of the, the ancestors. It's always been about that. And another question, which nobody actually proposed this, but I thought it was actually a valid point that somebody would make, and nobody made the point, which I think is weird. But, but I think they were kind of trying to allude to it, which is the idea that, well, if you're the product of the rape of a slave owner, and you're the child of a slave, you don't actually benefit from the inheritance of that slave owner, right? You don't actually get any of the money from the plantation or whatever it is. And that's true. That's actually, you know, a kind of a valid point. Sounds like a good point anyway. Um, the only people who, who benefited would be the legitimate children of the slave owner. They would get the money from the plantation or whatever. However, the point is that blaming people for the sins of their ancestors d doesn't make any sense. And in fact, most 
because most white people have no, you know, s- slave owner ancestry, they're th- even under the system of being culpable for the sins of your ancestors. Most white people would not be, would not be culpable in any way whatsoever. And, and here's, here's another interesting twist. If you took the slaves away from a lot of plantation owners, right? A lot of those plantations might have eventually gone bust. I mean, th- this is what we see in the film Gone with the Wind, right? There's, there's difficulties in the South after the Civil War. And, you know, many of those slave owner families might have gone broke. You know, you had the Dust Bowl after that. You had the Great Depression. You had people fleeing uh, to California. I don't know if you've seen the film Grapes of Wrath or read that book. But there was a lot of struggle from a lot of different people in a lot of different ways throughout history. Many white people have suffered historically. And, yeah, you may not have sympathy for the slave owners, but a lot of white people suffered historically who were not slave owners, who didn't oppress anyone, who were themselves very much oppressed. But we only seem to talk about slaves and slave owners in America. That seemed, it, we're so myopic. We, we, we focus so um, narrowly on this one injustice in history. And it goes back so far, and it's so messy, and it's so complicated. There's no way that a, a just system of reparations could ever be today issued. It's just not possible, right? You can't just take money from random white people, you know, to, to, to account for the sins of other white people that didn't do it, you know, that, that did something wrong hundreds of years. It doesn't make any sense. Now, there's one guy who responded to my tweet by, fa- by checking the veracity, right, of the slave owner ancestry claim about Kamala Harris, right, on Snopes.com. Because Snopes is so reliable. <laughs> Now, here's what Snopes has said about this. Um, Did U.S. Senator Kamala Harris's ancestor own slaves in Jamaica? Their conclusion, unverified. (laughs) Now, here's what they've written. Uh, On January 13th, Jamaica Global, a website for the global Jamaican diaspora, published an article that Professor Harris had written in September 2018 about his family roots in Jamaica. Uh, Professor Harris is, of course, Kamala Harris's father. Uh, So Kamala Harris's father wrote this. He did the genealogical research on this. He writes, My roots go back within my lifetime to my paternal grandmother, Miss Chrissy, nay, Christiana Brown, descendant of Hamilton Brown, who is on record as plantation and slave owner and founder of Brownstown. Uh, Now, this was Kamala's father, who, by the way, is a university professor, not a random dolt. This is a smart guy. Snopes goes on. With the generous and expert assistance of Rachel Lang, a researcher at University College London's Legacies of British Slave Ownership Project, uh, we've managed to piece together the following facts. A Hamilton Brown Jr., likely the Antrim slave owner, had a daughter named Mary Melvina Brown, born to an unnamed woman and baptized on June 4, 1839. The father's residence was listed as Greer Park, an estate Brown once owned, and the father's occupation was listed as Planter. Mary Melvina later married a different Hamilton Brown. By him, she gave birth to several children, including Mabel Melvina, uh, Edwin Hamilton, and Gilbert Charles Clement. In these baptism records, Mary Melvina's last name and maiden name are both listed as Brown, which makes it highly likely that she is the Mary Melvina born to Hamilton Brown in 1839. We have not yet found a record of Christiana Brown being born to Mary Melvina Brown. Such a record would establish a link between 
uh, Donald Harris's paternal grandmother, Christiana, and the Antrim slave owner, Hamilton Brown. As a result of this absence, we are issuing a rating of unproven until evidence emerges. So because Snopes... Okay. (laughs) So because Snopes couldn't verify this information, it's rated unproven. But this wasn't a claim by a a right-wing opponent. This is attested to by Kamala Harris's own father. So it's not a claim that needs that much scrutiny. If any Republican claimed slave owner ancestry, do you think that Snopes would fact-check it? Not a chance. But anyway, Snopes is not like the most reliable site on Earth. Go to Snopes and type in Babylon B. The sheer volume of their fact-checking of satire is hilarious. In yet another emotional response to my provocative tweet, one guy wrote, Wow, this makes Kamala's story even more amazing, considering what her family had to overcome. (laughs) Now, I had to remind this guy that Kamala's father was a university professor and her mother was a research assistant. So, I mean, it wasn't like she suffered terribly as a child in poverty, you know, in the ghetto, you know, living in the project. She was doing okay. And Kamala got her start in politics, if you remember, because she was dating Willie Brown, you know, this prominent politician in San Francisco, and he basically just gave her lucrative jobs in the government as a perk for dating him. Ronald Reagan once said, I've also learned that politics, which is often called the second oldest profession, has a great similarity to the first. How right he was. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just they know so much that isn't so. Good night. You know, someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves.